0: Houndour on May 30th, and that's two times Stardust for catching Pokemon. Also an ample opportunity to work on your Dark-type metal if it's not already maxed. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, I just thought we should start calling that stuff out, like fairy, dark, steel. You know, I thought I knew somebody who pretty recently just hit their platinum fairy medal, despite playing this game arguably professionally. You know, I, I just can't remember who that was, though. Who was that?
1: Uh It couldn't have been me. I've had the platinum medal for it ages.
0: Was kind of, it was Kyle. Kind of... <laughs> You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. While not really a pseudo-legendary Pokemon, this new bug type is definitely fire. April showers bring good raid bosses in May. Get a grip with Mega Pincer debuting in Pokemon Go. Reggie Drago sets a date for their apology tour. And more on this episode of Gocast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast episode 234. It's April 25th, yet another Tuesday evening and soon to be a spotlight hour we aren't participating in because we record on Tuesday evenings. I'm your host, Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, Kyle. How you doing? I'm all right. Yeah. How are you feeling about the prospect of not catching Tangela in about
1: 40 minutes? (laughs) I'm all right. I I, am. like I don't know, I have two shiny Tangela or something like that. So nice.
0: That's okay. That's the whole. That's the whole family. You're done. You're set. <laughs> You're set. I mean, Tangrowth is good. Like it's it's a good
1: grass type attacker. So oh yeah,
0: oh yeah, no, yeah, no, no shade whatsoever coming from me for Tangela or Tangrowth, especially not Tangrowth, considering it, you know, is good. So but it's you know, not sure. a flying spaghetti monster. It's not. It's also just not spaghetti and meatballs Tangela, which you know. Anyway, before we get started here with the episode for real, shout outs to two brand new patrons of ours, Del Hazard and Pauly D. Thank you so very much for your patronage and support of the show. More about Patreon and patronage at the end of the episode. So stick around for that. Okay, Mr. Kyle, you and I set some goals last week. Let's take a look at those. Since then, we've had the release of Bone Sweet and uh it's evolutionary line and we also had what did we have oh Drillbird came out and, and yep. eggs and stuff that was pretty cool so let's take a look see here mr kyle did you register a serena this week? i did nice cool did you hatch 50 eggaroos i did not oh what about eggs not eggaroos that <laughs> I did not. Oh, okay. I was, wasn't was sure if you were going to call me on a technicality there. Okay. How many did you end up hatching?
1: Uh, like 25. Any it, luck? No. Oh man. It was very frustrating. Like getting off a shift from work to see that none of the distance it usually tracks has tracked. Yeah. Uh, Adventure sync has been broken for quite some time. I used to get, you know, 25 kilometers a week just from working and like kind of existing and going around with nothing special. I get like maybe 12 or 13 now. Oh yeah. I
0: wonder what's up with that. I mean, I, it's not that people aren't talking about it. I see it come up in conversation more and
1: more often. So yeah. And that's gonna, that's gonna factor into my comments later in the show for sure. Okay. Awesome. All right. Well then lastly,
0: uh mega progress groudon specifically and you did mean for the primal groudon
1: yes uh yes that is definitely progressed slowly but nice. surely well
0: done well done is
1: it a shiny groudon or is it not? no this is regular it's a 98 it already had precipice blades because i caught it during the tour and i was like okay nice. it's good enough great
0: then you're all set great uh two out of three is not bad kyle way to go Way to bring it home for another another week for myself. I also wanted to have Serena registered. I'm happy to say that I have done that uh, one shiny, hopefully Drillber. I did get a shiny. It wasn't Drillber. It was stinking whale.
1: Mirth. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> whalemer number
0: 55 yes i text kyle my like, good news i caught my 900th shiny whalemer. <laughs> it's great uh, and then hatch 50 eggs i only hatched like 41 42 uh, by the time of this recording so if i had had time to go out for a walk today maybe i could have knocked it out but just did not happen so unfortunately that's a no-go so we have tied this week kyle for two out of three man good thing we didn't send any more goals Uh, either of us i'm not sure we would have made it Uh, but you know hey um but we've got so much to talk about in this episode so i really don't want to dilly dally too too much so why don't we just hop right into the news (laughs) yo what up it's the news okay and by a lot i mean like we really we really got the news this week (laughs) there's a lot of stuff that's that's coming out hot that just came out, and and we're not even, Kyle, you don't even know that I did this, but we're skipping covering an entire event that happened this weekend. and it was Galarian um, Stunfisk and regular Stunfisk Research, research Day. <laughs> I edited that into the episode while I was finishing it up before it went live because we didn't have that info at the time of recording, and then it already happened this weekend. So All I right, guess well, how many we did you get? Yeah, I was about to say, like, let's talk about it really quick. I got like eight shinies and only one of them was Galarian, but I had several other ones. So I played for about 90 minutes. So it was a really good return on time investment for me.
1: What about yourself? Uh, I played for probably about 90 minutes as well. I got six, three of each. Nice. Which is nice. I don't know. I think I probably did 40 or 50 research tasks. So I got very lucky because I've also seen people who are like, I did 65 and I got one. I'm like, Ooh, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, but the real winner was one of those shiny Galarian Stunfisk was a hundo. Yeah, makes it my only shundo that I've ever gotten.
0: So, let's go. Way to go, Kyle. Or <laughs> the sad news mild on you
1: is I only have 67 XL candy, so I need a lot of XL candy for this guy.
0: <laughs> Time to walk, man. Time oh, to no. walk. I got to say, though. Actually, no. I'm not going to say. I want to know your opinion first. Which shiny is better? Regular or Galarian Stunfisk? Regular. Yeah.
1: It's regular. that tail. It's yeah. the tail. My first one was a shiny regular Stunfisk. And I was like, okay. whoa. Why does it look like that? All oh, right, This is shiny. Right.
0: It's so good. That electric blue on the tail. Mm. Yeah.
1: Tail's good. Tails, good, It's fantastic.
0: But overall, the event was pretty all right. The, the wild spawns were rather decent. More opportunity to catch drill burr. Um, lots of shiny checks. Unfortunately, it didn't end up in me getting that shiny Welmer, but we're not going to talk about that.
1: Uh, one downside I think worth mentioning is that the tasks were very varied mm-hmm. and it was a little bit annoying to complete. We'll say there was yeah. like battle in a gym. Earn three hearts with your buddy. Use a super, effa- super effective charge attack. And then, you know, use three berries. Catch five Pokemon. Um, catch
0: five there, Pokemon. Make three curveball throws in a row. Make an excellent throw. Make, make
1: five. Make three nice throws in a row. There make, was even one yeah. earn a candy with your buddy. And I'm like, yes. get out of here yeah it's i switched to a, a pidgeot and gave that a a puffin. so <laughs> oh my god well you know uh, hey man it's just you know yeah but, so what'd you do it was pretty frustrating completing some of the tasks i thought and i definitely held on to several of them for longer than i should have to try and complete three at once yeah it would have been nice if there was some consistency or maybe theming because Use a super effective charge attack and battle in a gym are two very annoying tasks to complete. In my opinion. I I literally had to go to a different area because all of the gyms nearby were actually instinct and that never happens. So. so
0: for the super effective charge attack, you can just use them against the team leaders that you can yeah. battle anywhere at any time. But yeah, the battle in a gym one is frustrating. and. Yeah. Most certainly frustrating when you're a Valor player in a Valor dominated area or, you know, that's true of anybody that's in a dominated area of their team. You can get a little, little uh hard for no good reason. Uh, just, yeah, <laughs> pretty difficult.
1: Yeah, so that that's all. It was positive. It had a, an OK time. I wish the weather had been nicer, but, you know.
0: Yeah, it was kind of a bummer. It's still pretty cold right now, but I think we're about to get a lot more rain and it might get a little bit warmer. So let's go spring. Let's go spring. (laughs) Cool. All right. Well, uh, I think overall, most of the time we like research events. I think while I did enjoy this event in comparison to other research events we've had, this one was better in some ways and not as great in others. But I I think it was probably my least favorite research event we've had in recent memory. Not that it was bad, just not the best one. Mm.
1: I'll take this over the. What was it? The oh, my gosh, snubble day. I'll take this over that.
0: Oh, that was the first one.
1: Yeah, well, it wasn't the first one we had. The first one was uh, Phoebus oh that's right and then we the second one that. was clam pearl right clam pearl yeah and then snubble. and, and then i don't know how the rest of them shake up okay out, but
0: i i will i will give you snubble was the worst one
1: yes i will say that <laughs> i also got a hundo from that research day it just wasn't shiny it's just not worth it just get rid of it why keep it Ugh.
0: Anyway, uh, let's keep going. Speaking of spring and, you know, this month in general, my goodness, we did get the May content update, which was as now is their normal thing to be shared as an infographic on their social media accounts. So we got this real beautiful, beautiful infographic for May uh, that lists and enumerates the raid bosses, some events, the raid hours and spotlight hours. So let's just dig into it. Five-star raids. Well, what's happening already is Tapu Bulu. That popped into raids on April 17th and will run through May 2nd. Then next, oh, I'm happy to say this out loud. We're getting Genesect back. Let's go. It's going to be with the shock drive, which means that its special move will be electric type. And uh, that's from May 2nd to May 9th. And then on May 9th to May 24th, you're going to be seeing Tapu Fini also shiny possible and then last but certainly not least although i'm sure kyle can make an argument to the uh (laughs) to the opposite reggie gigas will be in five star raids from may 24th through uh, june 1st now this is notable because reggie gigas uh has not really been available all that often so it's very possible that this is a gap for you Make sure you grab one while you can. And, yes, the shiny is available for that one as well. Mega Raids. Mega Slubro is currently in Mega Raids and will continue to be in Mega Raids until May 2nd. And then giving way uh, to Mega Caesar from May 2nd to May 11th. And then from May 11th to May 24th, yes, the king has arrived himself, Mega Pinsir. Baby. <laughs> I could, I would only be more excited if it was Mega Heracross, I think like this is really, this is big. This is a big month for me. Nobody take this away from me. I'm very excited. Uh, Mega Altaria will then be following Mega Pinsir, uh, which is a t- tough job following Mega Pinsir. I gotta say, May 24th through June 1st mega altaria so if you haven't caught your big dragon fairy cloud uh that is a good time to do so and all of those can be shiny by the way all four raid bosses all four mega raid bosses all of them are shiny eligible so if you withhold your passes now especially now (laughs) you have to pick and choose all of them can be shiny so roll the dice there Let's, let's skip over events we'll come back to them in a minute uh research breakthrough is looking the same you know, obviously it's part of the season. So, you have a chance to oh. to encounter Gumi, Furfru, Gibble, Snorlax, Pinsir or Parasect. Yep. Yeah. yeah, not good. I still have the same thoughts I did before. Yep, you too. Okay. Yep.
1: Great. <laughs> Remember when we got Zapdos? I have a research breakthrough.
0: Yeah, I remember that. Remember when we were supposed to get something else and then we ended up getting Moltres again? Yeah. Instead for like two hours? <laughs> this is like this is like a throwback hour. Like, you know, people that play Pokemon Go, like this that stuff that happened like in year two. <laughs> You know, and we're just like, remember when <laughs> they messed up in the stretch breakthroughs. Oh my, oh my goodness. Uh, so let's talk about raid hours. No surprises here. The first one on May 3rd is gonna be Genesect with the shock drive again. Then on May 10th and 17th, it's Tapu Fini. And then on the 24th and the 31st will be Reggie Gigas. So you'll have two chances at both the Tapu Fini and Reggie Gigas during their period of time that they're in raids. Raid hours are again, just so you can remember, they're on uh Wednesdays from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. local time spotlight hours which are tuesdays from 6 to 7 p.m this is looking pretty good alolin geodude on may 2nd with two times experience for catching pokemon ponyta on may 9th for two times candy for catching pokemon bell sprout on may 16th for two times candy for transferring so that's the one to save all your transfers and tag for for a big mass transfer party Skirupi May 23rd two times experience for evolving Skirupi is a cool one to see Mm -hmm. in the spotlight hour it's a slick shiny it's red looks real good Houndour on May 30th and that's two times Stardust for catching Pokemon also an ample opportunity to work on your dark type metal if it's not already maxed (laughs) <laughs> yeah. hey you know i just thought we should start calling that stuff out like fairy dark steel you know i thought i knew somebody who pretty recently just hit their platinum fairy medal despite playing this game arguably professionally you know i just can't remember who that was though who was that
1: uh it couldn't have been me i've had the platinum medal for it ages was it was kyle <laughs>
0: Kyle and he sent me a picture and I said something to the effect of like I'm just embarrassed for you
1: <laughs> it was like my third catch of the community day
0: oh that's right it was Togetic community I completely yeah. forgot oh yeah you couldn't avoid it any longer the community Pokemon was just the type and you're like oh man drag you kicking and screaming over the platinum metal threshold my goodness
1: <laughs> I think I, I have everything that was my last platinum metal so you know there you Woo! go yeah <laughs> I'm gonna go. Okay,
0: lastly, for the May content update, let's talk about some events. Now, hey, remember that event we had this last month, the, the Mystic Hero event <laughs> that I predicted. Would, yes, you did. And it and it would necessitate, you would think, other events for the other teams. And boy, howdy, you'd be right. An instinctive hero event from May 2nd to May 8th. That's the first one we're gonna see. Yes, it's all about instinct. Let's see what that event is like. We'll get there in a minute. Uh, May 6th is Raid Day. There's a Raid Day uh, from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. And then a Valorous Hero. I'm surprised they didn't spread these out a little bit more, to be honest with you. I was expecting one a month, maybe. But no, uh, literally the, the week after the Instinct Hero event, we're getting the Valor Hero event from May 11th to May 17th. Elite Raids on May 13th. We'll get to that in a minute. Reggie Drago is coming back on May 13th. Community Day will be May 21st from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. local time. And then there is a mystery event from May 22nd (laughs) through May 28th. Still don't know. Still don't know. I mean, I know what we're doing. That's our meetup in Chicago. So, huh. Maybe they're waiting for us to tell them the details of our meetup so they can tell everybody else. That's what the mystery event is. Finally, the shoes on the other foot.
1: (laughs) Well, I don't have high hopes because it's apparently a six day long event. So uh, I don't know.
0: I don't know. Instinctive hero and valorous hero are along and the instinctive hero
1: one looks good. So pretty excited about that. Oh, yeah, sure. But it's not going to enhance our our meetup to have a a six day long event in the middle of it. That's true to have a, a singular day. That's true. That's true.
0: Yeah, it looks like we won't be as lucky to get Community Day again this time. We, <laughs> we now know close. it's the, the week we prior. Yeah, oh, the dartboard was just a little bit smaller. Maybe we would have gotten it. <laughs> okay, well, here, let's let's talk about some details about the things that we do know now that we've laid out the framework for the entire month. Elite Raids, Reggie Drago Returns, and Global Makeup event. Remember Reggie Drago? You probably try not to, to be honest, if you're the majority of the players that encountered issues during that event and so this is regarding the makeup for that trainers we apologize for the inconvenience our dedicated trainers experienced during the initial appearance of reggie drago in march due to technical issues that occurred during this event we're holding a special global event on saturday may 13th We're also releasing a special bundle for trainers in the GMT plus 13 time zone who were most impacted by these issues. It's nice to see some special treatment finally for that time zone. (laughs) During this event, all trainers will be able to access the timed research originally planned for the Reggie Drago and Reggie Lucky Elite Raid days, even those who already completed it, which is very strange that they went out of their way to, to say that but i guess it's kind of easier probably on their end to just let that happen right yeah 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 all other gameplay aspects will be the same as the previous event thank you for your understanding and we appreciate your continued passion for pokemon go so yes it'll be on may 13th it'll be at the same time slots as it has been 11 a.m 2 p.m and 5 p.m granted you have the eggs in order to do them <sighs> at those same slots and two hour trainers in the GMT plus thirteen time zone, as a special thank you for your patience with the issues experienced in your time zone, good idea keeping that verbiage vague. <laughs> Not just this one event, but kind of like a yeah yeah yeah. You guys always get the short end of the stick. A bundle will be available in the in-game shop, and this bundle will be available for trainers uh, in the GMT plus thirteen time zone from Friday, May twelfth at eleven a.m to saturday may 13th at 6 p.m local time and will contain the following three premium battle passes and two silver pineapp berries okay three remote rate (laughs) sorry not three remote wow i too optimistic three premium battle passes is all right value that's fine the part about this that that makes me a little confused almost like annoyed is the two silver pineapple berries. If you're going to do most... <laughs> silver pineapple berries,
1: why only two? Why not just make it five? It's the most valuable, not premium currency. Cat, ca- Got to be stingy with it.
0: I mean, I guess, I guess so. Maybe on a technicality. Yeah, that's, that's true. I just, <laughs> I just don't get it. It's almost like it'd be better if there was nothing there. Or if it was uh, golden raspberries, if they gave you ten golden raspberries to help catch the Reggie Drago, that would have yeah. made more sense to me. But people will silver. complain
1: either way, especially in that regard. I'm sure people will complain anyways. So
0: Yeah, more than likely. I think I think that's
1: right. <laughs> so here's hoping this one works. Yes, exactly. I
0: was about to say that's the only thing that's really <laughs> to say about this is fingers crossed and let's hope that it works. Uh, here's here's also hoping that the bundle doesn't have some sort of weird issue where it doesn't actually pop up in their shop and people list, miss out on the window, because yeah. that would be a bummer.
1: But, and, of course, it is still the three time slots, so you can still have a bad time, as is a feature of Elite Raids. So you Yep, know. not
0: a bug. It's a feature. That's right. And if you missed out the first time, you get a chance to sort of roll the dice for times and stuff so hopefully everybody walks away with either having had their reggie drago from before or they get one this time kyle maybe you should catch one for yourself
1: no probably not
0: okay i mean i know that's why i caught several but i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to go out and catch some more because there's a lot of people that just didn't do it that i know apparently i was like (sighs) okay okay fine (laughs) all right well there's that that's good news it is Help out Spark during the An Instinctive Hero event. This is the instinct version of the Mystic Hero event we recently had. But is it similar in format? Let's find out. Trainers, a hero is needed once again. Spark is busy running around with his Elekid, so the team instinct leader could use some research support. Get ready to enjoy an all-new event focused on hatching Pokemon, an instinctive hero. Also, for the first time in Pokemon Go, Larvesta will be available to hatch from eggs. You'll also be able to hatch Shiny Tyke if you're lucky. All right. Pump the bricks already. A Pokemon debut in this event. This is already like a complete head or two taller, in my opinion, than the Mystic Hero event. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. So when is this? It's going to be Tuesday, May 2nd to 10 a.m. to Monday, May 8th at 8 p.m. local time. So this will be next week. Pokemon debuts, Larvesta, the torch Pokemon, and Volcarona, the sun Pokemon, will make their Pokemon Go debuts. Starting with this event, Larvesta will be available to hatch from 2 kilometer, 5 kilometer, and 10 kilometer eggs. Event bonuses include increased chance of hatching shiny Pokemon from 2, 5, and 10 kilometer eggs. That is a new bonus, and I'm very excited about (sighs) it. That's cool. Two times experience for hatching Pokemon, two times stardust for hatching Pokemon as well. So to my fellow egg hatchers out there, this is for us. This is for us. Eggs, the following Pokemon will hatch from two, five and 10 kilometer eggs. It'll be Larvesta. Uh, And then seven kilometer eggs will include Mime Jr. Happiny, Mantyke, which is the new shiny, Timber, Caroblast, Axu, Shelmet, and Gumi. All of these can be shiny with the exception of Gumi, now that Mantykes has been released. Now, a quick note. While we did sort of work with the understanding and assumption last time that the three event Pokemon and seven kilometer eggs, when they were listed would just be added to the pool. They yeah. were not. It was exclusive, which was good news for that event. One yeah. would think then working with that logic that this would imply that Larvesta is only going to be available in the pools for two, five and 10 kilometer shinies. No, but (laughs) this wouldn't make any sense because that shiny isn't available and it has the bonus for shiny Pokemon having a better chance in two, five and 10 kilometer eggs, meaning that it's going to just be added to the pool despite being listed in the exact same way with the same verbiage, That the other one was when it was implying it was an exclusive pool limited to just those Pokemon. Am I going crazy,
1: Kyle? Am I I going crazy? Or is this kind of hard to follow? Absolutely. I think that the following Pokemon, like the way that's phrased, obviously Pokemon is both singular and plural. But the way it's phrased, it sounds like it's just it's a singular Pokemon being added and that's all it's going to be there. Yeah. And that would just be really weird, man. That would feel bad.
0: <laughs> it would feel bad because like the
1: bonus would be do nothing. It, it would be nothing. Just <laughs> well, seven. It'd be for seven Ks, but yeah. But it's
0: not though. That th- that bonus doesn't apply to seven Ks. Oh yeah, two, you know that's right.
1: That would that would be hilarious. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. that would be like giving half distance for her earning candy with your buddies, and then not having that for the event. Exactly. Exactly. So while
0: I am just absolutely out of my mind ready for this event to hatch a million eggs very excited i am a little frustrated with the way that this is being communicated how difficult is it to to add a little bit more verbiage to clarify that yeah
1: well see here's the thing they added verbiage that confused it like if if this line the following pokemon will hatch from two five ten kilometer eggs was Mm -hmm. just it didn't exist The line earlier would have sufficed to say that it was added to the pool. Right. By saying it with only one Pokemon and not giving the rest of the pools as context, you leave people confused because you've only given them part of the information.
0: Right. Right. The lesson that we keep relearning here and apparently not actually learning from is that when you leave a gap, people will fill in that gap with their own assumptions. And they're almost always wrong. So yeah. I don't know. It, it's just it's frustrating. I mean, there's more to this event and the event is good. But that one particular small detail is just tickling my brain in a way that makes me unhappy. <laughs> a special research story and instinctive hero. Special research featuring the leader of Tim Instinct, Instinct, Spark, Dab, will be available. Trainers who complete the special research will be rewarded with an encounter with Elikid wearing a Sparked theme accessory. This is the only way to encounter Ellicott wearing a sparked theme accessory <laughs> during this season. Now, Kyle, I would yeah. like for you to pull open this blog post and tell me if you can. What is the sparked themed accessory on the Ellicott? I know the
1: answer, but it took me a long time to figure it out. Oh, I I, I saw it. I, I knew okay. what it was. Yeah, he's okay. it's, it's got an armband with the. Team Instinct logo on it. It does. And it's incredibly uh, easy to miss. <laughs> that said, <laughs> it's arguably better than the Blanche-inspired bit on Lapras. So. Oh,
0: I would agree. But at least the Blanche part did, when you look at the Pokemon, like, oh, it's got a little thing on its ear. That's cool. You know, like, that That was clear. To me, I was, like, squinting, like, looking at him, like, what is going on here? Oh, I didn't even realize that Spark had an Instinct armband. Like, okay, cool. Great. Uh, And then lastly, field research task encounters. Event-themed field research tasks will be available. The following Pokemon will be available to encounter when you complete field research tasks. And this list includes Magneton, Chansey, Electabuzz, Magmar, Snorlax, Mantine, and Chimecho. So not a bad, not a bad list. I don't think there's some yep. extra stardust in here with Chimeco. So we're, we're good.
1: Um, I went and double checked Sparks outfit. The armband is inspired by his necklace. He oh. wears a necklace that has the Zapdos of Team Instinct on it. I would have so. liked the elegant better with the full necklace, man. Yeah, but that's harder for them to make an outfit for. True. And True. also to have evolve into... An us and an electivire. So, yeah, very true. So, now that we've laid
0: this out, and considering that this is your team's event, Kyle, how are you feeling about it? I know it's almost ironic that it's about <laughs> egg hatching. And it's thing they've always made, I mean, do. they've always
1: made instinct about the egg hatching. It's yeah. kind of funny because yeah. we have that in reverse. You like <laughs> the hatching of the eggs, and that's instinct's thing. And I prefer the, pve side and that's valor's thing anyways Mm -hmm. um i mean it is night and day different it's very bizarre between this and mystic a mystic hero it's gonna be interesting to see what a valorous hero looks like at this point we got nothing for mystic that was nothing we got the lapras right that was it yeah, just about. I think there was like one or two other things that were bonuses, but were large. Yeah, there, there were bonuses. All. I'm no no denying yeah. that. No, yeah. no way. But there is a new shiny, which granted is a baby of a shiny that we already have in the game, mm-hmm. and a new Pokemon that we've kind of been like, where is it for like three years now? And mm-hmm. they're just putting it in this six day long event. I feel just like, like here you go.
0: We should also kind of explain a little bit about like why that's really surprising for this pokemon in particular like in the pokemon in the context of the pokemon um uh, just ip in general can you tell us a little bit about how larvesta and volcarona have been handled in the past uh i
1: don't i don't know if there's something in particular you're no, talking about but no, like it's just, you know it's, it's got it's great stats a, and it's a highly sought after pokemon in general and it's one of those pokemon where in the main series games it evolves at like Level fifty nine, so you like can't use Volcarona until you get to the Elite Four, so it's kind of obnoxious. It's similar to Noibat and neuvern in that regard. Speaking of which, I haven't looked at any information people have found online. Thousand percent, this is a four hundred candy Pokemon. It is so can confirm that. Is a big bummer, but <laughs>
0: it's actually on the blog post that they, uh, does it, it, does it show it in a yeah, picture it or something? I didn't look at yep. The, yeah.
1: I'm so tired of the infographics being the only way it's shared <laughs> sometimes.
0: Yeah, no, that, so that it's going to be a 400, which is great. And by the way, I'm not sure if you knew that you oh, got that it right, right, or if you were just kind of guessing. No, I mean, it, it's just, it, it evolves a,
1: at 59. You were 100 Oh, no, I did, I did know that. That wasn't a guess. Yeah. I actually, I knew the answer for that in, one.
0: In main series game land, by the way. So go only players. Don't worry about that. But yeah. <laughs> it, it does, it, it's a big indicator for us because that's the sort of slot that like the pseudo legendary and dragon types that are late game yeah. fall into the same thing. And so mentally and just, uh, I guess, practically people put Lar Vesta and uh, Volcarona
1: in the same sort of bin yep it doesn't have 600 combined base stats though so it's not technically a pseudo legendary not a pseudo yeah just like Haxorus, but people still treat axu as a pseudo legendary so you know because they should let's be i don't honest. know what's Haxorus's base stats i wonder if it's the same as volcarona what if it's 599 no it's not <laughs> but volcarona is 550 yeah and now we're gonna check Haxorus's super quick it is 540 <laughs> Oh, let's go, Volcarona. Let's <laughs> both, go. Volcarona edging out Haxorus. Oh, um, but otherwise, like, that's really cool to see those added. It's just kind of weird. One thought for me. Egg-based event. Two times hatching and two times Stardust is a bad bonus without half hatch distance. I think they should have replaced both of those with half hatch distance. Just And that was the only bonus half hatch distance increased shiny chance for two, five and 10 kilometers. Yeah, I would agree.
0: Now that you mention it, it does feel like it's, it's lacking. It could just be even, it could have been half, not even quarter, you know?
1: Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Half hatch distance to, to combine the two times experience. It's like, well, you know, to compensate two times experience, it just, it fits. It encourages hatching eggs. It'll give you the opportunity to hatch more Larvesta which I'm going to assume is going to be more common because they're adding it to all three pools and it's not going to be like a super rare one, hence 400 candy, but or it's we'll in see. all
0: those pools and super
1: rare. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's not going to be like the five egg rarity at the bottom type of thing for yeah. the duration of the event.
0: Yeah. What I what I will say is two things. First of all, if, if it is going to be in all of those things, I'm hoping that its rate is different in each of the pools because we, we are in need of, of new 10k fillers that aren't like, oh, I can't believe I hatched this again. And Larvesta would be a good one if you get that. And yep. it's got, because you also get more stardust experience and candy the higher the tier of the egg is, too. And with this being a 400 evolution, which is my second point, hatching during this event when you're getting extra um, stuff from it already, that's going to be the best way to get candy is going to be hatching as many of these as you can.
1: Yeah, if only my adventures need to work, I might actually set a goal only. for when this happens.
0: If only.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, last comment for me. Lapras is a single stage evolution with a costume because of the event. Kid is a three stage evolution that is also a baby for this event. Baby. And yep. there's only one of these available. So you can't get three with the outfit. If you evolve this, that is it. At least until you know five years from now where they do this again i don't know and no shiny chance on that then huh they did not say and no oh no no it, it does is, it has yeah. it has a shiny icon on it it says yeah. you may encounter a shiny so
0: you can special supposed to be rewarded
1: yeah oh my gosh you're right so you get one ella kid with sparkling accessory a chance to be shiny and then you have to decide whether you want to evolve it or not
0: I wonder do you think these are going to come back in December?
3: No.
1: I think maybe maybe we'll get a trio event to end the season.
0: Oh, yeah. And they'll
1: bring all three back. You get one more chance, but again, that's you need 3. So
0: Yeah. A mystical val- mystically valorous event of pure instinct.
1: <laughs> no, it'll probably be like a a a collective hero, or or something something group yeah. related instead. Everyone, yeah. you have to come together to save the day, type of thing. Great, that'd be cool. So um, that, that's a little interesting. disappointing for me.
0: I think it just adds a weird dimension to this event to have something very like strange. that. One check, shiny chance, very weird, but okay. People that have a shiny uh, spark accessoried eliquid are they're gonna that's gonna be the new
1: value shiny to have that's that's big value for trade right there yeah it's it's gonna be one of the rarest things in the entire game yeah these three shinies that we're gonna have eventually obviously we'll see the valorous one at some point watch it just be a charizard no, oh my god! If it was a Charmander, people might lose their mind. Can you imagine that'd be amazing
0: with like with uh, a Candela's like coat on.
1: <laughs> I would love that. Charizard actually gets the the decent uh, design of the just outfit.
0: Full on human clothes on, just a full set of clothes on. <laughs> were we playing Pokemon Unite or something. It's right, exactly. Yeah, throw a hat on it, give it a cane, boom, that's it cool. Well anyway, great event. We're looking forward to it. Lots of interesting things happening. So I'm sure we'll have a lot to say. Uh not next week because we'll record right before it begins, but the week after after we've had a chance to play it. Okay, and then the biggest 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 piece of news here is GoFest 2023 first details. These just came out. So this is hot off the presses. There's going to be 3 location specific go fest events this year the first one is going to be in osaka from august 4th to august 6th and also the first one because they're tied they're on the same dates technically is in london august 4th through august 6th and then it'll be coming to new york city new york city in the states august 18th through the 20th and you're wondering oh i don't travel for go when's the global one that's all i care about well that will be on august 26th and 27th we don't have a lot of information we don't know what the theme is going to be spawns the chase we don't know any of that no bonuses no no we do know chris
1: What do we know? We know how much it's going to cost.
0: We know how much it's going to cost and (laughs) where it's going to be. That's pretty much it. So if you were paying attention last year to Seattle, you know what we're talking about when we say it's got a split experience. Part of it will be in a curated park and the other part will be out in the city that it's in. That is also true. That format is true for all three location specific go fest this year in Osaka, in London and in New York City. For the Osaka one, your experience will be split between Expo 70 commemorative park and in Sweet City in Osaka. So I'm not entirely sure what the setup there is. I think it's probably two cities that are uh, either close to this commemorative park or two names. I'm not entirely sure, but that's what the post says. And then in London, the split experience will be between Brockwell Park and throughout Greater London. And then in New York City, it's going to be between Randall's Island Park and throughout New York City. There's also an added note on the New York Post about uh, hotels that you can get a discounted rate with. Uh, So I'm assuming that there will be some details about that forthcoming. And you can can partner with, I think, one of their host hotels and hopefully get a better rate. Now, unfortunately, that extra text is not located on the Osaka or the London Posts, Mm -hmm. just the New York City one. Yeah. So... Unfortunately, not uh, an opportunity for everybody. But if you're going to New York, which Kyle and I will be going to out of the three, we will be going to the New York City one. Um, you can you can dig into those hotel deals potentially. All right. So here's some details. It's going to be split. Obviously, all of them are going to be split. Attendees will enjoy exclusive gameplay, special bonuses and more as they adventure alongside thousands of fellow trainers and spend half their day in you know the park or the city and then vice versa. And the other half of the day. Tickets purchased include both the city and the venue uh, experience. The only difference is the time of day trainers are at each location. And if this is going to be just like it was for Seattle, it's going to be an eight-hour experience. You'll get four in the park and then four in the city or four in the city and then four in the park. One of those two. So let's talk about pricing. Base ticket for the early bird until a a time that they have not said what that time is going to be for the cutoff yet. If you're going to Osaka, it's going to be 3,000 yen. If you're going to London, it's 27 euro. And if you're in the States, it's going to be $25 uh, for New York City. And then after the early bird window has passed, it will then go up to 3,500 yen, 32 euro or 30 dollars. There's also going to be the add-ons that we've seen before. Uh, Those add-ons are Raid Lover and Eggthusiast. And uh, both of those are 1,800 yen, 16 euro, or $15. Raid Lover's got a bunch of bonuses. It has all to do with raids, obviously. Up to 18 free passes per day by spinning discs. uh, Photo discs at gyms, rather. 5,000 additional XP awarded for completing raids. That's any level of raid. Uh, six additional candy for catching Pokemon and five star and mega raids. Three additional candy XL for catching Pokemon and five star and mega raids only for trainers level 31 and up. That's just for those listening. That's what level you have to be at minimum in order to get candy XL. That's why they say that. And bonuses will be active in sweetest city and Osaka city from Friday. Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, it'll, it'll be all over all the cities, not just those two bonuses will be active in the city um, from friday august 4th through sunday august 6th or friday august 18th through sunday <laughs> august 20th depending on where you are uh, so if you get that but you only have a ticket for one day the, those bonuses will be active for your time the entire weekend while you're there even if it's not on your ticketed day per se right but they won't be in the park outside of your ticketed park time it'll be everywhere else essentially There's two other add-ons, the citywide gameplay for 2,500 yen, 22 euro or 20 bucks. And this adds additional citywide gameplay features, just like it was in the event uh, for other days that you're there. So if you want to, if you have a Saturday ticket for a split and then you want to add more city time on Sunday, you can buy this ticket and do that. Pretty cool. There is no additional ticket for additional park time. It's going to be just city time. So be aware of that for yeah. planning. And this is a new one: t-shirt pre-order for thirty-five hundred yen, twenty-eight euro, or twenty-seven dollars US for your appropriate place. So that's really nice. There are tons and tons of people waiting in line for these t-shirts. It it eats into your experience so much. If you if you're gonna get the shirt, don't just say I'll pay for it when I get there. Do the pre-order. Do yourself a favor. I'm serious. I'm not even shilling right now. I'm being just strategically.
1: Do yourself oh, These, a these favor. pre-orders will sell out. <laughs> yeah, these, they, they will sell out. Um, they also don't mention if you can even buy it in person. They don't. It says I, you pick it up, but yeah, I, I imagine think this is pre-order only. I, really? I think, I think they they sell out so fast in person at the park. You do you remember how many people showed up in Seattle over the three days? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no way that these pre-orders are still available come the day. Oh, even GoTour, man, in Vegas, th- w- the lines were
0: so long, and there yeah. were two boots. Yeah. So long. Crazy. Um, and then lastly, like we did say that Global GoFest again, that's on August 26th and 27th. Now, news, maybe for some of you, this is a ticketed exclusive event only. Tickets are gonna be $14.99 or the equivalent pricing tier in your local currency before taxes and stuff like that. Now, you might be like, oh, but I thought it was going to be a free event. No, that was GoTour. They offered GoTour as a free event with a ticketed optional thing. And as Kyle reminded me before the show, GoFest Global has always been ticketed. So you you will need to purchase a ticket in order to participate. There will likely be no free portion for the global. At least not that we know of. So it's it's very similar to Seattle insofar as it's exactly the same as Seattle from like a practicality standpoint. But if you buy this add on for the city exploration, you're just going to have an all day city experience the entire day from that, that period of time, like 10 hours or whatever it is. That's crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Um, It's going to be awesome, though. I'm excited. I I think the city gameplay, if Seattle was any indication, the
1: city gameplay is really good. See, here's the thing. You have to be prepared. If you're going here, make a plan. It was really good for Chris and I because we had plans and we also had commitments to do during our city playtime. I heard from plenty of people who just like, well, I just walked into the city and kind of was really confused as to what I was doing. So I just kept walking. Yeah. And some people enjoy that, some people don't. So you just have to be aware of that. That's all. Yep.
0: Yeah, I mean, and this are these aren't all the details. We're going to yeah, get we, we are going to we're going to get more. So y'all can uh can plan ahead and all that good stuff. But yeah, this is just, you know, where it's going to be, when, and how much it's going to cost. So that, thankfully we got all this information um in just in time for us to record, so that's fantastic. So hopefully we'll see everybody in New York City. Oh. Um, if you're not going to Osaka or
1: London, which we are very jealous about. <laughs> yeah, that's it. to drive at home, this is a $75 ticket, by the way. Just, if you get everything. Yes. Just, yeah. Just just throwing that out there. Raid lover value is insane, by the way. It is. It is insane value, but I
0: got to tell you, the egg enthusiast was by far the best add-on,
1: especially at GoTour, it was. Yeah, well, okay, well, but that's... See, the Egg enthusiast is exceptionally good because it's going to be active throughout the whole weekend, so if you keep playing outside of your time, it's insane, but i Once we find out the legendary Pokemon that are spawning, three additional XL candy on top of three for catching, on top of three for doing it in person, on top of one to two for your Mega, yeah. you're looking at ten XL plus a transfer, potentially, or trade per legendary raid. Yeah. That's a lot.
0: It is a lot. It is That's a lot. lot. One <laughs> if thing they're I- good
1: legendaries, people will be doing a lot of those.
0: One thing I will also say, though, about these add-ons is that while I am pro enthusiast, one thing that Raid Lever has over enthusiast is that while Raid Lever gives you raid passes, enthusiast does not provide you any incubators. So yep. you'll have to still purchase or stockpile incubators prior to the event in order to get the most out of it which is an added cost i mean it really is there's no if ands it's a or significant buts significant
1: added cost too because they want you yes. to hatch more because it's quarter distance and blah blah yep. blah
0: and you will burn
1: through those supers like <sighs> nobody's business 300 eggs that's what chris and i did by the way over yeah. the course of seattle weekend so if you're yeah. doing this be aware be aware of what that will <laughs>
0: cost That said, if you can and you're able to budget it or, you know, they're like, oh, maybe I'll just hatch 50 eggs and it'll still be worth it. It is a great bonus. It does. It does increase your enjoyment of the event, I think, greatly. Um, But, yeah, it it can be it can be an expensive ticket with everything considered, you know, so.
1: Great. Yeah. Yeah. Excited. Very excited to, to go to New York. Very excited to see people. It's gonna be really, really great. Yeah, I've just been
0: vibrating with excitement ever since we learned that about the New York one. So God, it's gonna so be, far away. It is far away, but you know, hey, that's all right. I like New York City. Kyle hasn't been there yet. I've I've had the opportunity to be there several, several, several times. Um, and all of our friends that have also been have been telling Kyle, oh, oh, you'll love it. Oh, you'll like it, Chicago boy. Oh, it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay cool yep. so we'll talk more about go fest i'm sure in the future because we got so many so many more details to learn about it so how could we not um but
1: until then let's just move along here uh, to gear up so this week on gear up we have should i care about volcarona well should you uh, if chris had anything to say it would be yes, yes. but let's find out uh bug fire type It's a double threat, sort of, with the current expected movesets, which always subject to change, just putting that asterisk there. Could be better, could be much worse, who knows. It's going to be fifth amongst fire attackers, ignoring shadow and mega options. Side note, there is an incredible amount of shadow fire types that are actually kind of viable when I was sorting through... DPS calculators. It was very interesting. It's like anything that's fire and has a shadow and more than one evolution, you can use it. Oh yeah. Excluding those though, it's behind Rushram, regular Domanitan, Blaziken, and Chandelure. It's okay. It's it's okay. But for bug type, it's gonna be number two, right behind Feromosa. Let's go. And the gap between number two and number three is very significant. It's it's like a magnitude of 20% or something like that. So big deal. And also, Ferramosa is extremely glassy. Uh, so if you don't like to do that or if you didn't raid a bunch of Ferramosa, well, Volcarona is not a great substitute because it's going to cost 400 candies and it might take most average trainers like six months to get one, but we'll see. <laughs> but with that, you can say hello to the new bug king. It also stomps Genesect by a lot. And and it beats most shadow bug types. Pincer and Caesar do have more DPS, but significantly less survivability. So even in that scenario, Volcarona edges out
0: it's crazy though because like Caesar with the defensive steel typing to still not enough tdo like uh
1: yeah well it's just it's not got great stats and then of course shadow making it even squishier and i don't i don't even know about the movesets i bet you there's some moveset shenanigans going on there probably so if you like bug types volcarona is really good it's it's gonna be really good people like bug types no, they actually don't. It's the, it's a, it's a very yeah uh, uncommon not. belief.
0: It is, it is. You know, and, and everybody on their brother loves ghost
1: types. So, you know, yeah, exactly. It's it's extremely common. It's it's very basic. <laughs> it's not. I wouldn't say it's basic. I don't know. I mean, when when one of your favorite Pokemon is top three of your favorite Pokemon, it's like when people like Charizard is their favorite Pokemon. Come on. I mean, I
0: think. Char Like, when you say what's your favorite Pokemon, people are always like, besides Charizard and Pikachu. You know what I mean? Like, people usually <laughs> do that. Um, But if I had to say besides Charizard and Pikachu and then fill in a third,
1: I think it might be Gengar. It's not even a question. It is yeah. 100% Gengar. Yeah. But look, look, okay, we're going to move on. It's not Gengar's fault that it's the only ghost type from Gen 1, <laughs> and Gen 1 gets all the love, okay? It's not his fault. <laughs> if there were more ghosts, there'd probably be more competition. Yep.
0: Yeah. Okay. Shuppet exists, so, guys. Shuppet's a great Pokémon. Yeah, Pokemon. Shuppet was Gen
1: 3 though, and Duskull is the better Gen 3 ghost. So Oh, I just disagree, but that's No, okay. get out of here. Duskull is is the superior ghost. Duskull is cool,
0: but Shuppet is awesome cuz it's a finger puppet and that's hilarious. Oh, okay. I mean, Very Shuppet's cute. fun,
1: but like Banette kind of ruins the whole theme. I still I like Banette, I it. mean
0: the theme sure, but they're great designs on their own, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Banette's okay. awesome. We're, we're gonna We're going to move on. Okay. <laughs> Okay. All right. Cool, cool, cool. So yeah, Volcarona. Great stuff. All right. So we're going to take a little short break here. And when we get back, we're going to be hopping into Pokalore and talking about, <laughs> you guessed it, Larvesta and Volcarona. All right. Be right back. And as advertised, this week we're going to be covering, in Pokalore Larvesta the Torch Pokemon and Volcarona the Sun Pokemon, starting off with Larvesta. Larvesta is a fuzzy, moth-larva-like Pokemon. It has blue eyes and a shadowed face. Its white mane of fuzz encompasses its head and the upper half of its body, while its lower half is brown. It has three pairs of small black legs. There are five red, slightly whirled horns on the side of its head. Larvesta can shoot fire from its five horns as a defensive tactic to intimidate predators or to scare prey. It has been seen using the fire that it shoots from these horns to fly. I did not know that. That's awesome. Larvesta's flames can reach up to almost 5,500 degrees Fahrenheit in temperature. The horns' flames can cut through even sheets of iron. It lives at the feet of volcanoes, though people of ancient times once believed that Larvesta nested on and fell from the sun. Some people still say that it was born from the sun. In ancient times, it was known as the larva that stole the sun and emissary of the sun. Despite this, Larvesta is considered a burden due to its causing constant forest fires. Oh, poor baby. When it evolves into Volcarona, its body becomes enveloped in flames, akin to a cocoon. I don't think it's getting a lot of rest in that cocoon. It's probably a pretty quick transformation. Yeah. And then for Volcarona, Volcarona is a large moth-like Pokemon with four small feet. It appears to have compound eyes. that are two shades of blue, and there is a red horn-like structure on each side of its face. The fuzz on its upper back is smoky white and tangled. Its abdomen is black in the center and light blue with black dots on the outside. It has six leaf-like wings that are orange in color and have small black dots. Volcarona's design is just like excellent. It's so good. I I, I can't I can't say how much I love this design enough. Volcarona releases burning scales from its wings to engulf the battlefield in a sea of fire. Volcarona's flames are said to provide a replacement for the sun when the atmosphere is dark with volcanic ash, and some legends claim that it hatched from a cocoon of raging flames to save people and Pokemon in freezing climates. It was feared as the rage of the sun by ancient people, and it was even worshipped as a deity of fire in some places. They even referred to it as the embodiment of the sun. Volcarona's shrine in Relic Castle remains as a testament to the respect it commanded. Despite being worshipped in cold regions, it is unpopular in hot regions due to its burning body. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair enough. Volcarona is also considered dangerous due to how it scatters hot burning scales, which can rob the surrounding air of its oxygen. <laughs> that's pretty harsh. That's very Slitherwing common. and Iron Moth bear a resemblance to Volcarona. Slitherwing is believed to be a revived ancestor of Volcarona. Iron Moth is believed to be Volcarona's descendant, possibly a UFO being controlled by alien life for observation. Well, we are just wild. Right, we're, just, we're just, we're just throwing on. it out there this Well, yeah. Prior to Generation Nine, Volcarona was the only known Pokemon capable of learning the move Fiery Dance. Nice. I wonder if the only others that can learn it are Slitherwing and Iron Moth. Iron Moth. Yeah, probably. By the way, for those who are, you know, not informed, <laughs> those two are like, uh, what are they called? Paradox. Paradox? Paradox forms of uh, uh, Volcarona in Scarlet and Violet. So. Iron Moth. Only Iron Moth can learn it. Oh, okay. Cool. Slitherwing so probably has something else. Probably. Stats for Volcarona. Max CP at 40 is thirty six, thirty two, and at 50, it's 4106. Let, let's go let's go bug types way to show up and get on the scoreboard 198 (laughs) stamina 189 defense and a whopping 264 attack let's go best move set fire spin or bug bite with bug buzz and overheat of course these moves are all subject to change uh until the pokemon comes out so yep bear that in mind
1: any love kyle oh yeah i love larvesta and volcarona mm. definitely their top three bug type for me and it's not really even close outside of the top three
2: so
0: <laughs> yeah i agree and let's not forget the shiny for this pokemon is really good both forms not it... bad yeah larvesta gets like like oh, yellow okay. horns the yeah, volcarona yeah, shiny is very good i like yeah, it it's good
1: it's good mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's like good good stuff no, number two bug. Number two bug for me. Maybe. Mm, maybe it's number three.
0: Who's your number one?
1: Shedinja. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> man, that's, that's just shedin. that's
1: in a technicality, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, and then the other one in the top is Snom because. Oh, it's, yeah. Um, it's yeah. So good. People just don't even know that they want Snom yet.
0: Pokemon Go players in particular don't. Know oh, yeah. Pokemon
1: SNOM Go yet. players are going to. Y'all, if yeah. you don't know who Snom is, you're going to love it. You are. Let's just well, say your, your kids might love it. Honestly, let's just
0: say it's the polar opposite of Larvesta. <laughs> Get it. All right. Anyway, <laughs> that's it for Polka Lore, which means that we're heading into Pokapole.
1: Last week's Pokapole was, and this is very fitting now to see everyone's feedback. Where would you realistically like to see Go Fest this year, and what do you think that location has to offer over others? First up, we have Maxatron, and they said, I'd like to see one on the eastern seaboard, specifically in or near Florida or Georgia. I'm not super familiar with parks in Georgia outside of Stone Mountain, but I think that one has a diverse enough landscape to make for a good setting for one. As for Florida, the easy answer would be to have them at one of the many theme parks. Disney would probably be the most expensive, but others like SeaWorld or even Legoland have the capacity to host thousands of people and extra decorations. I mean, they're basically 24 7, 365 Go fast with how they operate, and all of them already have Pokestops, gyms, interesting landmarks that show spaces that can be used for a Go Fest. Another interesting idea would be to host one on the beach. Many beaches have restaurants and storefronts to fill in that need for infrastructure. And you can easily stretch the event space across a large section of beach to make room for different biome designs. A final thought would be in somewhere pedestrian safe, but not necessarily park-like areas. Savannah, Georgia has some spaces like that near SCAD and St. Augustine, Florida has an area like that. And around Castillo Castillo, 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 Castillo Castillo. de San Marco, which is a cool feature in and of itself. I feel like if they think that opening up the GoFest boundaries on bad play days to the nearby metro areas is a solution, why not? Why not just make a play area that is between what a park and metro area
0: is? Ooh, that's a good call.
1: That's fair, especially as they're like more encouraging people to go out and play. Yeah, that said, I'm a I'll be real with you. I'm a veto Florida, because it rains every two hours for 30 minutes, no matter where you are in Florida. It does. And that just sounds awful (laughs) for 30,000 people playing... Uh, pokemon go outside
0: also when you are being held liable for an outdoor festival that includes uh, exercise and not the most athletic average demographic maybe like this isn't a marathon right not everybody's a runner that shows up to this event right yeah um high humidity in those places will result in many more medical issues coming yeah. up i think
1: i'm gonna a so. need i'm gonna need uh you to up your hydration stations 65 percent yeah. Please. Yes. Or more. Agreed. 65%. What a specific percentage. I don't contracted. know. It just it just sounded good. Okay. We're that's probably
0: right. Back. No, you no, you did your
1: research. That's that's a <laughs> efficient number, yeah. Next response from Rotten Tanuki. And they said, It's been seven plus years since that new that Mewtwo Times Squared teaser trailer. Go fest in New York City. Let's go. Well, <laughs> it's, it's in New York City, but we are Oh, uh, like an hour away from Times Square. But, yeah, you know, Yeah, it could happen. What if what if Mewtwo's in raids? We could actually have the, the moment with we'll oh this travel and be fine. It'd be How great. many
0: people would if they're like, oh, there's Mewtwo in raids. We can go to the city. People are like, let's just go to Times Square and just let's
1: make the dream happen. And that's it. <laughs> oh, man. Next one's from Nolte. And they said East Coast of Australia. Reason because we deserve something after all the problems we get so true how fair. how is there not an event in australia i don't understand at this point y- yeah i mean i, I, I mean i think no i think the real answer is it's it's very far away unfortunately for it's, a very yeah. large portion of the player base it's it's very far away
0: i would imagine if you're not already there traveling to and doing business there is expensive for the travel aspect but also because it's a different country it gets a little bit more difficult, right? So, you know, I know that they do it in other countries, but they have offices in other countries too. So Yeah, and like, like they
1: totally should do it, but I also kind of get why when probably a majority of your players are in the US, somewhere in Europe, or somewhere in Asia, Australia is very far from pretty much all of those. It's closest mm-hmm. to, I think it's, I think the east coast of Australia is closer to New York than it is to Japan, which is that actually doesn't sound right. Closer than other areas I don't know. in Asia, though. I'll have don't to double know. check. It's it's very unfortunate. <laughs> Please, we pray Either for the, way, for the I, APAC re, Australia region.
0: Regardless of how inefficient it might be, give them a safari zone. Give right. them something. I know. My they God. deserve it. Anything. That's the whole point.
1: Yeah. Next one's from Modders, and they said, hello, gents. Not one to be predictable, but I'd love to see a GoFest land in London town. We have so many parks, stops, and an amazingly vibrant collection of Pogo communities. It's a city full of history, entertainment, and the transport links are off the charts. For those who like a libation or two, we have some of the best pubs and microbreweries this side of the pond. True. Fish and chips on a Friday and roast beef and Yorkshire puddings on the Sunday. What else could you ask for? Oh, yeah. Nick Bunsen, yours truly live local. Let's not forget your not-so-favorite listener, Kelvin, and (laughs) Venusy Prime live just up the road. Loving your works as ever, chaps. Cheers. So my biggest regret right now is that they had to put the GoFests so close together, and going to London is just not a feasible option when New York is two weeks later. Yeah, that is... a big bum. breaks my heart because if I had to pick between the two and I had a choice, I would go to London, London. No question.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, as much as I love New York City, I
1: let's go to London, given yeah. the opportunity to choose. Yeah, Ugh, I am. So I was so sad when they announced it and they're like. Oh, yeah. It's all happening in the same month right next to each other. I'm like, oh, I got to say, though, too, is that it's a real big bummer that
2: Osaka
0: and London are the same exact days because there are some people that would have gone to all of them. I mean, this is going to be like impossible for, you know, um, the content creators that, that do this full time that are like travel vloggers. You know who I'm talking about yeah. YouTubers. They have to choose. They've yeah. never and-
1: had to choose before. And we didn't really talk about it, but this is also happening at the same time Worlds are happening in Japan. Yeah. It's so like, you it's really like weekend. Yeah. You, you don't really have a choice if you were going to Worlds. You either make Osaka work for you or you don't really get to go to any of them. Right. Pretty much. So. So we didn't talk about that, but that's that is kind of a bummer. That's a little inside baseball, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one's from Littlest Sparkle. And they said, first to address a comment from Chris. As much as I would love a Pokemon event in New Orleans, where I live, and we have an amazing park to hold events in, City Park is one of the largest public parks in the country, it probably won't happen ever. Well, NOLA is much more family-oriented than Vegas, contrary to popular belief. New Orleans, Louisiana, essentially leaves the bulk of the tourists attracting to private entities slash venues, so there isn't a hosting company, i.e. Live Nations or the like, Chances are a large event won't be hosted in a city park. That is fascinating. What? I didn't know that. Yeah, what? Wild. I'm going to finish reading. Also, lots of shootings and carjackings. Make it somewhere I wouldn't want to bring the family audience of Pokemon Go, who might not look too much into the safe places to book a hotel and local safety protocols.
0: Got to pause for a second there. Because you know what? Other city also gets a bad rap is Chicago. And they've hosted events here. Quite yeah. a few times. Yeah.
1: Also, also, New York is not
0: unknown for its crime.
1: Let's be real.
0: I feel yeah. like any any big city, you know, you're going to meet somebody that's like, "Oh, I've heard the crime is really bad now. Like that's just that happens in metropolitan areas.
1: Like that's yeah. just how it is. It's, people um, live in cities. That's kind of how right. that works. Exactly.
0: People <laughs> people do crimes and people live in cities. Exactly. But but not to not to discount what you're what you're describing. Obviously you live there, so you would know better than us, but I just want to say that I wouldn't I wouldn't say it'll disqualify you in the long run. They might. Yeah. it's The possibility is still there. Be cool. <laughs> uh,
1: to the answer. I love New Orleans and am happy to meet up with any trainers while they're in town. But it's not for large groups of people who walk around staring at their phones in places they're not familiar with. Yeah, fair. I'd love to have an excuse to go back to Toronto or Vancouver. They have ideal weather that time of year and the city slash surrounding areas have beautiful parks, though I wasn't thinking about how they'd be for large events at the time. Lovely public transit in Toronto and an underground city there in case weather is bad. I'm, I'm still focused right now on the fact that the city of New Orleans doesn't like coordinate or have a host company for events happening yeah it doesn't have like
0: big public spaces you know like that they that they can partner with
1: yeah that's very strange that's very it's it's interesting very interesting
0: what's weird though too is that from my personal work some of the medical associations we do work for have their annual meetings and conventions in new orleans it's probably because it's
1: it's cheaper because if you do it in chicago you gotta go through all the union garbage
0: it's true. It's just it's interesting because, I mean, that means that there are convention centers there. I just it's got to be just a different world for promoters and
1: marketing teams, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Wild. All right. Next answer is in the form of an email from Superflash 1087. They said, hi, actually, Super Flash 1087 here. Second time eeler, Second time in a row. I think GoFesh should be held in Nashville because all the talent would make great things to do. And to make something great, you just need good Pokemon. Comic-Con is also to be held there. So people will have already gone recently. Nashville is a it's, it's a solid choice. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a, a popular it's place. A solid choice. Mm-hmm. Next one is an email from Alex and they said, hi, Chris and Kyle. How are you doing? I'm doing good. We're doing all right. I would like to answer this week's Poke poll question about where GoFest should be held and what place has to offer. I think GoFest should be held in Spain or the UK out of the two. I would go for Spain. The culture is amazing and there are some beautiful parks to enjoy the event in. Remember to bring sunscreen, though. It can get quite hot there. Thank you (laughs) for reading this and sorry for the long email. Hope you have a great week. Bye. Yeah, I I have heard Spain can get quite hot. (laughs) I've also heard the same thing. We've heard from the same people. (laughs) It would not be good for for me personally. Oh, I, am, I would just die. <laughs> I am uh, well. Chris, Chris would probably like have a heart attack from the just heat. Dehydrate. And and happen, yeah, I would be a tomato outside of the first day.
0: Yeah, yeah. You can I, you can catch us in the in our team. We'll just we'll go hang out in the team Mystic tent so we don't offend <laughs> either of our teams. Now nah, see uh, see in,
1: in the sun in Spain, I'm gonna get a sunburn standing in the shade. <laughs> that's that's me that's me right there
0: <laughs> it's just reflecting off of all the culture we have around us we're not used to that in the states you wouldn't
1: understand so <laughs> <laughs> all right our last email is from elise for the response and they said hey chris and kyle i hope you guys are having a good week i'm writing the i'm writing in to answer this week's poke where do you want go fest to be this year Surprisingly, my answer is not Boston, even though I live super close to the commons and it would be fun to have it right in my backyard, but there are too many tourists here in the summer already. I do want them to have it on the East Coast this year as the last few events have been out West, in Vegas and Seattle, but think New York City would be a much better option for this than Boston. It's somewhat central on the Eastern Seaboard. Central Park would be a great place base, and it would give me an excuse to visit the new Nintendo World in New York City. We need East Coast representation, Evie Girl Boston, at least. That's fair. Yeah. It's not going to be in New York. It's not going to be in Central Park, but New York City. It will be so, in New York City. New York. Yeah. New York.
0: New York. Yeah. So Central Park, you know, I also thought would have been a great place to play, but having thought about it. It is, uh, it, there are areas where it would just be probably a logistic nightmare. There are some choke points in between larger areas and things like that. And if our experience at uh, at <laughs> Lincoln Park Zoo is any indication, all it takes is one good raid
1: boss <laughs> and people will start yelling at you. So, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. So this week's PokéPole is Niantic has asked you to help them improve Community Day events. What feature or bonus do you add to the event framework and why? All right, Chris, I'm going to need you to go first because I've been thinking and I haven't, still haven't gotten my answer since I read this like an hour ago.
0: I've also been thinking, I think the only thing that is left out of this, right? Because um, think about all the aspects of of gameplay, right? There's something for people that raid in the after event thing, there's all those raids that you could do. For the people that want to shiny hunt, they're out in the wild, that's awesome. Right, and uh, I think the only gap left is consistently doing something with eggs every single event. And I know that sometimes they utilize them to carry like the baby version, like we just saw for Togepi and stuff like that. But it'd be cool. Let's just say if there was a you know an 18th Charmander Community Day, if they also offered you to hatch uh, Charmanders from special. Two, event two kilometer eggs or five kilometer eggs because it also gives you good chances at excellent iv spreads and to well, me that's just P- a gap pve
1: yeah pve
0: spreads but yes. you could choose to not to not target
1: those if you are looking for a pvp spread right yeah i mean that's fair i just wouldn't hatch eggs it works out so yeah i think it's not necessarily a, a bonus, but it kind of is a like an unspoken feature for community day. I think they need to consistently increase base catch rates more across the board for every single community day. Yeah. I want to be moving and catching. Like that's that's part of the fun is that I get to keep going and I don't have to wait for things versus a regular play session where it will take me longer to clear out a... Cluster because, well, there are a variety of Pokemon, different catch rates and all that kind of stuff. If they could consistently have those green circles every time so that we could just keep playing the game, I would be very happy. It just would make the overall experience so much better.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I would agree.
1: And when it calls for it, like just to be aware if the Pokemon's location needs to be changed. There has been more than one occasion, and sometimes they've done it. Sometimes they haven't. So th- those two, they're like pseudo quality of life, pseudo actual gameplay benefit. So when you say yeah. location, you mean in the catch screen, right? Yeah. Like, like, how, how far away they are. Right. Right.
0: When you're catching them. Right. So I guess yeah, we're going to kind of see how Swina pans out this weekend. But in the first time it was like we said before, it was
1: really far away. Yeah. I, I think I saw a wild swine up this yeah, last week. It's closer and, now and uh, it's, it's closer. So it's not horrendous. It's still, I still don't like it, but it's, yeah, it's fine. Like it's much better. <laughs> my catching finger
0: should not be sore. Like it just did a bunch of weightlifting, you know? Oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, those are, those are our answers. If you dear listener have an answer to this week's spokeable question, which was, again, Niantic has asked you to help them improve Community Day events. What feature or bonus do you add to the event framework and why? You can answer that question we posted on Twitter, at GoCastPodcast. If you're a patron of ours via Patreon and you're in our Discord, we have an entire PokePole Discord channel uh, just dedicated to that whole thing, so you can answer it there. If you're watching slash listening on YouTube, you can leave a comment. If you're watching slash listening on Spotify, in particular the mobile app, you can answer the question for the uh, Q&A in the community tab there on our show page. And if you'd like to send us an email, you can do that, too, to mail at gocastpodcast.com or send us a voicemail to 262-586-7717. And uh, speaking of that stuff, I think we're we're getting near the end of the show, which could only mean one thing, Kyle, right? That's right. It's time for emails. Oh, that's right. And one voicemail? One voicemail. That's right. This voicemail is coming in from Noel, I believe.
3: Hi, it's Chris and Kyle. Noel here from Spotify. Um, Writer name is 19J Paul, Team Mystic. Currently at level 48. I just wanted to say hi to you guys. I started listening a couple of months ago. I haven't put it down since. Nice. Uh, probably gonna be a very long voicemail, so I hope we have the space for it. But, uh, regarding the PokePole, uh, the Blissey is for sure the most annoying shiny, I believe. As a matter of fact, when I got the second shiny Chansey, I evolved it into a Blissey oh. and I didn't notice the difference. My actual first thought was, Oh, maybe the shiny Blissey hasn't been released. It ain't yet. good. It ain't good. <laughs> so, <no. laughs> yeah, it wasn't until a couple of months later. That I realized, Oh, well no, it just looks like crap. Um, <laughs> and I wanted to talk a little about the outrage of, you know, the Niantic, the increase on the raid passes and stuff. I, I, I don't understand their logic. Um, I, I, I think the idea is to try to get more people to do, like, you know, events outside and in person, and I just don't think they're, you know, doing the right things to go with it. Like, it's like they kind of have, you know, partnerships with the NBA already. I don't see why they can make maybe, like, a partnership with uh, maybe the MLB or something and maybe have, I don't know, host, you know, but, like... Local MLB team have like a I don't know a Pokemon Go night where they just lure the entire ballpark up with golden moons or something like that might be actually incredible. help the community a little oh bit more. God. I that's just something I thought. I also I don't know maybe like uh, give people you know, in rural areas the ability to maybe have a you know a, a portable Pokemon stop maybe like for once a week or something. And yeah, I'm pretty sure different people find a way to you know gather themselves together and you know, have are Pokesops that'll like portable for like an hour. You can just set it up there. We put a bunch of people have a whole bunch of Pokesop and stuff. That might be kinda of crazy too though at the same time. But just different thoughts. Sorry for the long voicemail. You Guys have a good one. All
0: right. First of all, thank you very much for, for calling in. I love that idea of the portable poker stop, but not in the way we've talked about it before, about it being some sort of like usable item. It'd be really cool if, remember the community day maps that they have where they show like mm-hmm. parks that people are going to be in and like where some of their events, if they're going to have people out in the field where they're going to be. I, I, they, they have to have some sort of aggregate data that could probably inform this. But why not create like pop-up shop style things where like in rural areas, oh, this park hasn't been built up. But it doesn't matter if there's actually things that could be POIs there or not. Regardless, we're going to put five community day stops in there for the for the uh, event period that go away because we know that they can do that with relative ease. So if they could just have like a pop up shop of, yes, everyone will be, you know, 40 feet by 50 feet geofence and we'll have five stops in or something like that, you know, or, you know, bigger than that. 100 by 100, let's just say I think that would be cool.
1: Yeah, I just I think the real takeaway is there are some fantastic ideas that can be implemented to encourage people to go out and also reward people for going out. Yeah, that we're just not seeing really. The, that's that's really the takeaway. So yeah. could do more. Could yeah. do more. Yeah.
0: So good points. Noel again, thank you very much for calling in. in. Um, we've got a few emails as well. And this first one is from Captain yours truly who had sent us an email just after last week's episode was recorded and so then they realized that we had recorded already and sent in a follow-up so uh, apparently i was a week late with my story about remote raids thank you guys for sharing everyone's story i'm sure it makes them feel heard and it makes me feel better that we're all going through this together and i agree that this update is ableist (laughs) yeah i mean that that angle has not been really combated in any way so so in lieu of my early email i want to propose a question topic listening to you both share your tricks on remembering what a super effective and weak to fairy and dark types was entertaining and i want to know what everyone else's tricks are apologies if you've already done this in the past i feel like new ones pop up all the time though and i personally could use more tricks to remember dark and poison To get us started, there's always the old two birds, one stone adage and can't punch a bird. I disagree. You can punch a bird. Uh, Looking forward to next episode. Captain, yours truly. It's funny you say the can't punch a bird thing because when I explain to people why I have a a fish related phobia, um, one of my main points is that, you know, you're in their space and, and you're not supposed to be there. Yada, yada. And then people always move the counterpoint of birds. But when you're in water, you're like moving half speed. But a bird comes at you, you can punch that bird. Full speed. <laughs> you can.
1: I'd like to see you try and punch it. I'm just a falcon. saying.
0: Okay, if that bird wants to get at me, that bird's got to get within punching distance. You know, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm so saying. So does a fish. Yes, but you can't really punch underwater. You can kind of go... Look, look, all I'm saying is people
1: say punch sharks in the face. So. That's true. That's true. Yeah. You flick them in the nose, right? That's it. No, punch in the gills is apparently the, punch the, the actual go-to. Go watch Mythbusters. They do an episode on it.
0: <laughs> okay, can you can you tell me which episode? Because there's like 2,000 episodes uh, It's of probably It's
1: probably titled Punch a Shark or Shark Repellent or something more than, like that. More than likely. Yeah. Um, gra- grab the gills. Dark and Poison. I'm assuming... What they're super effective against, or do you think the trouble is what they're weak to? I think it's both. I think it's any sort of tool or saying that you can use to remember. I don't have a saying, but for Dark, I I specifically remember the fighting weakness because Tyranitar cries at Machamp. Mm -hmm. That specific matchup just, like, is burned into my brain. Bad. Don't do it. (laughs) It's going to be a bad time.
2: Yep. Yep.
0: Um, yeah. So like for poison, for me, it's always like the, the ground cannot really get poisoned, which is not really true. If you know anything about like groundwater and poisoning, and things like that and other pollutants. But yeah, like the, the earth is not going to fall prey to like a poison meant to kill a person. Right. So that's how I remember that. And then uh, for poison against psychic and psychic being super effective against poison, it's always a, a mind over matter thing for me.
1: And it, it works for fighting type two in the same way. My my counter argument for that is because in my brain, then psychic should be super effective against rock.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. And uh, instead, they have no relation whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: so. One that I also I have trouble like making a, a memory of, but I, it's only been ingrained because it's it's bitten me back too many times is steel is immune to poison. It's immune. Now and I think the the logic there is because poison is supposed to represent like the the poison as in poisonous vegetables rather than like acids that burn things away, even though there's most, like acid spray, we're we'll not to talk about that. Uh and steel is not organic, so it's immune to poisons in general.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I was looking at looked at it as like corruption and like steel is so sturdy that it cannot be right. Okay. And that's why it also works against fairy in
1: my mind. That's fair. That's that's fair. That's why why it would be against fairy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: So anyway, dear listener, if you also have some fun little sayings or things that help you keep type effectiveness straight in your head, it sounds like Captain yours truly would love to hear them. So please send them on in in an email or a voicemail, or however you'd like to. In the multitude of ways we explain every episode, please go ahead and send that in. We'd love to, to see it. But thank you very much, Captain Yours Truly, for writing in.
1: Next email is from Pauly D. And they said, Pauly D. from the Pacific Northwest. Hope you're doing well. I just wanted to give you an update on an email I sent a few months ago in which I mentioned my love for your weekly goal setting. Just a few days ago, I surpassed my goal to reach level 44 before Mother's Day. And as you can guess, since I'm writing this, I did reach my goal. On April 16th, almost a month before my goal date, I surpassed that level. It took me 65 days to grind 11 million experience. That's an average of 169,000 per day. It's pretty good. Nice. Mostly thanks to friendship bonuses and the recent XP Evolve plus XL Candy event. Sorry, I can't remember the name. I accumulated nearly 2 million experience in those 5 to 6 days with the help from Lucky Eggs. Plus, I removed over 600 Evolved Pokemon that were clogging up my Pokemon storage. My new goal is to finish level 44 before the end of July. 13 million experience in 106 days. With 100 grunts and 50 team leaders to battle it is Ooh. a challenge. Your goal by the end of July, you might get the experience before you do those rocket True, grunts. true. I'm glad to take it on. As requested, I would like to give you my experience with 2K egg hatching during Togetic Community Day. I hatched about 60 eggs, with most of them being Togapees and six being shiny. Good. We were robbed. Good luck. We were robbed. What? Wow. Holy cow. <laughs> As for remote raids, my opinion is just reasonably lower the price, and the limit doesn't matter to me. But I reviewed how much I spent on Pokemon Go last year, and I've decided instead of the $200 I spent, I will only spend about $20 this year, primarily on community day tickets and maybe a few eight packs of lucky eggs. Sorry for the extra long email. You guys rock. Paulie D from the Pacific Northwest. All right. Mean, those, those are worthy goals. Good obtainable but grinding goals to have absolutely
0: i I wish that i could say i only spent 200 last year on go
1: i can say i haven't spent that much this year on go
0: oh sure sure no but (laughs) but but last year no 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 way. I think uh, I think Axu got more out of you than that. total
1: over the Was year. that last year or it was, was last that year. 20, was last year? mm It's
0: 2022 because we were we were back at it, right? And we were in the city. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, Axu did get more out of me than that. <laughs> oh,
1: oh,
0: no. Axu was just passing no. around the offering plate. People oh, were just like, "Here's no. $200." <laughs> <laughs> Ever again. <laughs> oh man. Oh but thank you for the email. It's uh, those are those are fantastic goals and yeah, the, the grunts and the leaders it takes a lot. It's those leaders with the radars and stuff. Uh, oh boy. It takes They a knew lot. what they were doing. They knew what they were doing with having it only require 100 grunts. They did. They knew exactly. Yep. <laughs> anyway, uh this next email is from Dell Hazard and they said, "Hello Chris and Kyle, Dell Hazard here. I'm one of those listeners that started from episode 1 and have been trying to catch up." You're probably cringing right now, but it's honestly been so great to listen to you all. We are cringing. Yes, we are. Last year, your podcast was recommended to me by a fellow Patreon member, Modders, who I met through Pokemon Go. Let's go, Modders. I don't think he knows that I've been listening, so hi, Modders. What's up? Uh. It always puts a smile on my face hearing his emails being read out. I had originally planned on waiting to join the Patreon and emailing in until I had caught up to the current episode. However, I've just reached episode 208 where you mentioned your fitness channel in the Discord, which intrigued me. So here I am. Oh, my. Uh-huh. 208. Although I played Pokemon yeah. Go in 2016 when the rest of the world did, I ended up putting the game down after a few months and opening it once or twice a year to see how the game was progressing since I enjoy the Pokemon franchise outside of Go. In September 2021, however... I became unwell and unable to leave the house. I decided to open up the game, discover that I had a home gym, and shortly after, that's awesome, I learned that remote rating was a thing. Typing that makes me sad considering current events. Over the next three months, I became heavily invested in the game, and once I could safely explore outside again, I got catching. Eventually, I became aware of a UK content creator, Pogo Milo UK, Yeah, that's right. Incense boys shout out and ventured out to my first community day meetup stuffle community day and had the best time. I was hooked on the game from that moment and the game and community around it uh, have done wonders for my mental and physical health. I was drawn to your podcast by your weekly uh, by your weekly goal section, which brings me back to fitness. I wanted to share an idea with anyone interested. In 2022, I was using shiny Pokemon as a fitness tracker in game. Basically, on any day I caught a shiny, I would nickname that Pokemon as my wait for that day. It was a pretty cool incentive and way to visually see progress. I've been slacking a bit this year and need to get back on track. So look forward to joining the Discord fun and, of course, actually catching up on the episodes. Also, hello, Fish and DeFi. While I don't PvP much, I still enjoy listening. Uh, also, also, Chris, I traveled to Vegas for the Hoenn Tour with Milo and Ian and was deeply upset that I didn't get to meet you there. Love the podcast, and I'm genuinely sorry for the long email. Del Hazard, a.k.a. Dwayne. Okay, well, I I feel really bad because I definitely (laughs) uh, popped in and said hello to the Incensed Boys for, like, maybe two minutes. Uh, But they were filming something, and so I kind of skedaddled. Um, I'm sorry. I'm hoping that maybe we get to meet at at GoFest. Hopefully you'll come out to GoFest this year. That'd be cool. Although you're going to have one much more local than New York, so... Uh maybe not, but I I hope so. Probably not. Probably not. I hope so. Yeah. Here's here's the thing. Next time if we're at the same event and and you think that I'm not gonna swing by, just just tag me or or try to embarrass me on social media or something. That'll work. (laughs) Yeah, Chris is
1: always on Twitter, you know.
0: It's true. I I do love Twitter. So thank you very much for the email though, Dell. And I hope that uh we both get to meet you at an upcoming event. That'd be so cool. Thanks again.
1: All right, for the last email it's from Nessie Call. I hope I said that right. I think, I think I it's Nessa it right. Cal. I think it's what we said doing. Nessa cal, last time. but it's it's call. Okay. Nessa. I don't know. I don't no, know. No, I think Cal would be with one owl. Let me know. I think I was right. Chris thinks he was right. I'm <laughs> I'm really not married to this answer. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is not a competition. Maybe it is. <laughs> All right. Email goes, hi Chris and Kyle. I'd given up hope on catching the recently released Shiny burr since going free to play after Niantic's recent nerfs on remote raiding. So with my one trusted incubator, I hatched as much as I could so far. But on my way to work this morning, I decided to pop an incense while on the bus. A couple catches later, boom, my first Shiny burr. Let's just say I arrived to my job. Three Shiny drillburrs Richard, Whoa. and a Shiny Seal decided to join the fun. Not a bad Monday morning. You got three shiny drilber and a shiny eel <laughs> on one bus ride? That's pretty maybe crazy. A train? I don't know they don't say, but that's crazy. Give me the one. A shiny seal is really good too. I love shiny seal. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Best regards, Nessa call. I'm yeah, very that's, jealous that's pretty, of the drilbers. I am
0: yeah. I am very oh man. Oh man. <sighs> well, anyway, thank you for the email congratulations i guess (laughs) no that's awesome we're just again very jealous but uh, if you dear listener have an email that you'd like to send in just like these fine folks did you can by sending it to mail at gocastpodcast.com if you'd like to send a voicemail you can also do that by sending it to or sorry rather calling 262-586-7717 you can also email us a voice recording if you'd like or send it a (laughs) Scored, whatever you'd like that works too uh, if you'd like to follow us on social media you can find us on twitter at go you can find out all things go cast at our website that's www.gocastpodcast.com and if you'd like to help support the show monetarily you can do so at pretty much any monetary value you would you'd like at patreon.com that's for uh, sorry that's spelled p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash GoCast Podcast. And speaking of patrons, shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons. Thank you to Bo, Daniel, Lori, Michael, Ozzy, Ted, Tish, Marvin, Mimi, forces and Ryan, Thayer, Jason, Justin, Charles, modders Lee, William, Brandon, Ethan, Stephen, Nick, Kevin, Kelvin, our favorite listener, Drew to Camo and the Ugly Rock. Thank you so much for your uh just generous support and for helping us keep the digital lights on. We we thank you very, very much. Okay, Mr. Kyle, we've got one last thing to do. Oh, I completely forgot. Please leave a review. Just <laughs> right. Please do. If you want to help support the show, that'd be awesome. On um, pretty much anywhere that you can. Please, please, please. We would love you for it. Uh, and yeah, thank you in advance. Okay, we got to set some goals, Kyle. That's what I was trying to say. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, what are you looking to accomplish this week? Which includes Swine of
1: Community Day Classic. All right. I'm gonna continue my mega progress. I'm slowly but surely getting there. One day, uh, two hundred ninety six XL swine up candy. That's my goal. Nothing Ooh. too spectacular, but we're gonna see what happens. And five hundred K Stardust. Okay,
0: it's all pretty reasonable. uh For myself, thirty shiny swine up. I'd like to have thirty watermelons uh <sighs> that day. 500,000 Stardust as well. And then this is a weird one for me, but I, it needs to be done. I'd like to knock down my Pokemon in my storage to 5,000 Pokemon in storage instead of like that six that I'm at right now or something like that. <laughs> it's, poor, it's, wait, it's is dark. that before or
1: after Community Day?
0: It's going to be by the time we record, at the time okay. of recording. So it'll okay. have to be after. Yeah. Okay,
1: wow. Well, oh, man. Your goal, your 30 shiny Swinub are just going to eat up so much storage space.
0: Yeah, it'll probably, if I had to say, Kyle, it'll probably eat up about 30 spots.
1: Yeah, but then you combine it with your 30 that you got for Togetic. Thirty And then the 30 that you got for the previous one, and then the yeah. 50 that you got for the one before that, yeah. and suddenly you've got... Four hundred spaces of just shiny Pokemon that you're never going to do anything
0: with. Oh, that's already that man. I have like I have a, a thousand shiny Pokemon in my inventory
1: right now. <laughs> you, you have more than that. You probably have eighteen or nineteen hundred. I don't think that's right. I thought I, thought I bet 1, you thousand. I'm gonna bet you right now. Check. Okay. it I'll, I'll, I'm looking. I know because I have twelve hundred and sixty. So I know you oh. have more than me. Oh <laughs> no! That was so.
0: That was so wrong. Two thousand two hundred
1: and seventy-seven. <laughs> okay, see, I I know, I know. So Chris's a majority of his inventory right now is oh, okay, a slight m- minority a of third, his inventory. It's a third. Is is shinies. I'm uh, That's that's it. With that, we're gonna leave you. Thank you very much. Chris needs to actually go devour some shinies.
0: Yeah, it's true. <laughs> okay. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to your listener all the way through, and we'll catch you next week for episode two thirty-five. Uh, Shiny vibes and good luck this weekend for Swin' Up Community Day. Bye-bye. Bye.